Welcome to the WAC Podcast. Today's episode is presented by Hercules Tires. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Kendra Sheehan. Welcome to the WAC Podcast. We got a big week of basketball. We are three weeks out from WAC Vegas. I cannot believe it. Things are heating up. The standings are important. Remember, the top two seeds get a bye all the way to the semifinals. So we'll speak with head coach Jared Olson from California Baptist as they fight for that top two seed. It's championship season again. Indoor track and field championships are right around the corner. We will have Eric Danner, who is on a little bit of a road trip. So the podcast is a little bit different this time. We got a road trip version coming up and it is our final chance to win tickets to WAC Vegas, circling back to basketball. We have one more contest. You do not want to miss it. So to get started, first off, Eric on the road, driving to Albuquerque, about a six hour drive right now. So we're doing this podcast as you are actually pulled over at a Starbucks. How's the drive been this morning? Can you hear me now? <laughs> we we might have had a few technical problems. <laughs> uh, the, the drive actually, uh, to give people a weather report, which I know is a big part of the WAC podcast, we had snow <laughs> in Denver and it was pretty slushy and cold. Once I got over Monument Hill and the Colorado Springs, pretty smooth sailing. So we have made it to Pueblo or as some uh, folks from the area say, Pueblo, which is not correct, but that's what they say. Uh, so that's where Stephen Hinkle, who's going to be doing media relations for the Indoor Track and Field Championships, and I are at this moment. So we're probably a uh, good uh, four, four and a half hours away from Albuquerque right now. And Stephen, I believe you said, is going to get a coffee. Is he getting you one? Are you guys feeling we energized for four more hours? You know, we're trying to get this podcast going for approximately 45 minutes. So um, I think he kind of had enough and is in Starbucks. And I am uh, doing this in the car, if you will. Well, you know, we've only been using Zoom for three years. I'm just getting the hang of it now. It's a new, it's a new thing for me. But we are excited to be on our way to Albuquerque side of the 2022 Indoor Track and Field Championships. We had our preseason poll come out just yesterday grand canyon the pick to win on the men's side not a real surprise there five-time defending WAC champions and they have a couple of uh, athletes who are uh, ones to watch in terms of not just in the WAC but the nationally this year and you're going to have a, a a nice feature story on one of them coming up later on uh, thursday yeah uh ethan harris will give you his name grand canyon and i well, I don't, I, you, I posted the tease trying not to uh, say what sport because he <laughs> used to be a ferocious slam dunker and we have yes. video of him slamming the ball, but uh, you know, you saying that it's indoor track and field. Okay. Cats out of the bag. He's a high <laughs> jumper. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, a very interesting story that he tried to walk on as a basketball player first at Grand Canyon transfers to Colorado Mesa Division II school in Grand Junction, Colorado, tries the same thing there, no luck. As a friend tell him, hey, you need to try high jumping, which uh, which was new to him, correct? Yeah, he did track a little bit in high school just to, as he said, that it would help him with his basketball and be more athletic, but I don't know if he ever really tried the high jump. And now he's he, he high jumped this year, seven feet four indoors, 
third best mark in the nation. He went to the Olympic trials last year. So he's really found his, his calling as you have in the story and uh, looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to seeing him jumping in person uh, on Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And the thing I, I love about Ethan is he is such a humble guy. I mean, when I was asking these questions, this guy has been to the Olympic trials. He's third best mark in the nation right now. And he still refers to himself as I'm just a division two walk on that should have never made it. And I'm like, but you have made it. You have, it's like, you know, I'm just here. I'm here to build my team up. I'm here to build and love on my competition and whatever happens happens. I mean, that's, that's his mindset. And, and it just kind of blew me away because he has every right to be like, yeah, look at me. Like couldn't do basketball, but I can jump. I'm, I'm a top jumper. And, and he's like, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to, to love on everybody else. And so that was pretty cool. So looking forward to that, hopefully that will be released later today. Well, it will be, there's no hope it will be, but, uh, which will come out first podcast or LCI. That's yeah, yeah, one thing. Yeah, we'll have to see. So, uh, they, they are the number one pick on the men's side, uh, Israel Elodier. I'm on the road here, so I can't look it up at the moment. Aloya day. Aloya day, the weight throw number one weight throw in the nation this year. So he's another one to watch out for on the women's side. Stephen F. Austin is the pick to win and they are, uh, have been ranked in the top 25 this year, not currently ranked, not the last one. I saw the GCU men ranked 23rd in the country, but uh, Stephen F. Austin, of course, with uh, the, the Texas schools coming in this year, uh, indoor track and field, certainly a sport that has seen a, uh, a real bump in the number of participants we're going to have in the track and field championships and the quality of participants also. So this should be one of the best meets we've had uh, in several years anyway. And you can watch that on ESPN plus as well as WAC digital network Friday and Saturday. Correct. Yeah. We'll have some of the prelims Friday and Saturday, and then we'll have a full on broadcast starting at 3 PM on Friday. Um, of course, mountain time, we're going to be in Albuquerque and then 2:30 mountain time on Saturday. All right. Definitely want to tune in for that one. Switching over to basketball. I mean, that's the story. We're three weeks out. The office is busy preparing for this event. We are so excited. We got two locations this year, uh, expanded tournament because we have those two locations. So very exciting. And we had a big week. We'll start with men's basketball, Utah Valley beating New Mexico state. Who's currently the WAC leader. Bardaz Amac records his nation leading 21st double double this season, 23 points, 12 rebounds, and Utah Valley takes it 72 68. What a win for the Wolverines who have had an up and down season so far. Utah Valley, you know, they had that big win over BYU early in the season when BYU was ranked, and but they've maybe lost some games uh, perhaps they shouldn't have if uh, you're looking at it from a the lens of a Utah Valley fan, but to beat New Mexico State, of course, year in, year out, the last 10 years or so has been the team to beat in the WAC. We're, we also see Utah Valley, spoiler alert, they also played last night uh, against Tarleton and uh, Florida Zamac, another double-double, a nation-leading double-double, this one over 20 points and over 20 rebounds this time. So he's really seems to be peaking about the right time with uh, three weeks left before WAG Vegas. I think when you talked to Mark Madsen last week on the road to WAG Vegas, that's something that they thought was important to be playing their best basketball at the end of the year 
which uh, they're starting to get healthy. We have yet to see Trey Woodbury, but if, if they were to get him back, certainly be a huge boost for Utah Valley. And, you know, beating New Mexico State, they've kind of proven, hey, we can beat anybody in this conference right now. And uh, especially the way they looked uh, at Stephenville last night, packed house. They, they had a special event to pack the house and uh, Utah Valley comes out with the victory there. Yeah, and one of the things that's interesting is later in this podcast, you'll hear from California Baptist women's head coach, Jared Olson. And I was actually talking to him about, you know, the top two seeds getting that by all the way, all the way to the semifinals. And he had mentioned, you know, obviously it's great to get that by, but also you have an opportunity to build some momentum if you don't have that by. And so it'll be interesting to see if Utah Valley can build some momentum. They can, you know, they, they're obviously not going to get that top two seed right now, but the way they're playing, they're building momentum before, and then they can just carry that through the tournament. Then you have a team that's coming in that is sitting for maybe a week and then has to jump into right into gameplay. But anywho, that's my little rant. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm deviating from your rundown here a little bit, Kendra, but Seattle is the other team we really need to talk about. They're still tied for first. They beat UTRGV by 40 last night. In 102 Edinburgh. points. My goodness. 102 points. Cameron Tyson, it's nine three-pointers, ties the Seattle U record, most three-pointers in a game. By the way, the WAC record for three-pointers in a conference game, 10. And Cameron Tyson probably sat at least 10 minutes of that game. Because, oh. I mean, it was out of hand and, you know, he had over 30 points. I mean, so if they would have, you know, tried to go for some records there, they they could have done that. But uh, uh, what a game by by the Red Hawks. And they, there's a team, you know, kind of still under the radar, even though they're 11-2 and two in the whack, uh, that's going to be a, a, a tough out. And they have, you know, the, the three-headed monster we've talked about all season long with Cameron Tyson, Darian Trammell, and Riley Grigsby. Yeah, and if you look at their schedule leading up to WAC Vegas. They have California Baptist coming up on Saturday. Then they have New Mexico state and then Utah Valley, Dixie state, and then Chicago state. But I mean, you have California Baptist, New Mexico state and Utah Valley all back to back three games in a row. That is certainly a tough stretch for them, but also an opportunity to prove, Hey, we are still a top team. You should still think of us as the top team heading into this tournament or a chance for Utah Valley, maybe, or say, you know, California Baptist, who doesn't have the best record, but, uh, you know, they're certainly coming into their own more now that Taryn Armstrong is back to say, yeah, hey. Something else to watch out for here, Kendra, as we go down the stretch. Uh, we've talked a little bit about it, but the top two teams, they, they don't play till Friday in the tournament just because of the way the tournament's set up this year. So if you're a one and two, I mean, you know, that's, that, that's pretty good. And then, you know, three and four, they – they, they don't have to play until a little later in the week. So if you're seven through 10, you're going to have to play Tuesday. So there right now could be some pretty good teams having to play on Tuesday. Yeah. And that'll certainly be a test if they make it all the way to Saturday of, you know, endurance of depth on the roster of guys stepping up. And, and we've seen that all season from, you know, having the COVID protocols in place where numerous guys have had to sit and we've seen names that, aren't necessarily the top scores, but pop up and make game winning shots and big moments. So that'll be interesting to watch. And we had another big upset this week, Grand Canyon at Dixie state. Oh my goodness. Dixie state comes out with a 61 60 win Hunter Schofield gets the final three points. He gets the basket and the foul 
makes the free throw. And then the trailblazers are able to hold on. Grand Canyon would try and shoot a step back three for the game winner. It is no good. And look at that. The trailblazers five and seven in the whack. Exciting. Yeah. And that was the whack top play from, from under Schofield. That just goes to show you how tough it is, especially when you're on the road in the whack that anybody can beat anybody in Dixie state. Uh, don't discount the fact that they have a history with Grand Canyon that dates back to prior to the WAC. They were in Division Two together in the same conference, same with CBU. And so there's some rivalries built in there that maybe aren't on the front burner per se, but Dixie State definitely, I know they look at Grand Canyon as, as a rival, as they do Utah Valley, as they will Southern Utah, obviously, when they come in, it'll be their number one rival. But there, there's a, a, a little kind of underlying, you know, good rivalries in the WAC, and that's that's one of them. Dixie State could be a tough out as as we go down the stretch here. Again, they are not eligible for WAC Vegas this year, as Charlton is not either, as they're still in their transition from Division Two. But Grand Canyon, they get a big win last night at California Baptist. The CBU wouldn't go away, but GCU managed to keep them at arm's length. The Javon Blackshire had a nice game in that one. Holland Woods, kind of the usual suspects for GCU. And then the big game coming up Saturday, our featured game of the week, GCU, New Mexico State this time in Phoenix. And this has been probably the best rivalry in the WAC over the last 10 years. Oh yeah. Grand Canyon and New Mexico State. Those fan bases, they are at each other's throats. We see it on social media because we remember when Johnny McCants, we talked about it, hit the half court shot to beat Grand Canyon. And so you look at New Mexico state 11 and two grand Canyon, nine and four, not too far behind, but that's a big opportunity for the Lopes to get a huge win. And of course doing it in a havoc filled arena, which that fan base will certainly show out for that one. And Sam Houston, we just look at them 10 and three, not too much, uh, you know, to talk about with them because they've just kind of been a top team so far kind of an underlying top team we didn't expect they, they, they them go about their business just win games and especially since whack play started and remember they beat new mexico state earlier this year that's the other loss that the aggies had besides utah valley so sam houston proving they can beat anybody and, and again once we get into that tournament who knows what's going to happen and you know right now i mean season ends today got new mexico state seattle u kind of in that one two it's it's the three four is that going to be Sam Houston, Grand Canyon. I mean, that, that, you know, that's going to be a valuable spot as well because you don't want to have to play, you know, in those, those early days of the tournament. Certainly. lot to look forward to this week. And uh, when we come back, we'll break down some women's basketball and then you'll hear from head coach Jared Olson. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for more than 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAG Podcast. We have a new guest joining us on this segment, our very own Stephen Hinkle, Director of Media Relations. He's on this lovely road trip with Eric Danner as you guys both head to the Indoor Track and Field Championships in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And 
Steven, you've been watching the women's basketball game since you've joined. How long has it been since you joined here? Actually, about a month. I've been, a part of the, I've been, I've been month number four as a part of the. Oh West my God, Coast. month number four. I'm thinking two. <laughs> it's okay, Kendra. We understand. Time, time flies when you're having fun and you're hosting championships and you're driving all over the Southwest. I understand. It's okay, Kendra. That's right. You get your coffee and you're ready to go. <laughs> I, I, I re regretfully say that I, I have purchased a couple Starbucks and had to endure that caffeine fix, but it, the, the caffeine is definitely kicking in a little bit, even though it is Starbucks, it did its job. What did you order? <laughs> oh, you know, just a regular old black, black cup of coffee. Nothing, From nothing Starbucks? You yeah. don't even mix it up? Oh my goodness. Steven. <laughs> coffee is intended to be good when it's black and you know starbucks is only good when you put about you know a ton of sugar in it and mix it with cream and other stuff but i i like it straight black you know called me old school you know i'm almost a baby boomer apparently <laughs> so you know i gotta drink it straight black steven is almost 80 years old uh when you bring me my coffee on monday please add lots of cream and sugar to it i do not like my coffee black <laughs> That's okay. I, I understand that, you know, you're not a traditionalist and you try to, you know, be radical and shake things up. I understand. I respect, I respect that. Oh man. Well, we're happy to have you on our podcast to break down some women's basketball. Uh, we have to talk about Stephen F. Austin for starters. They're still undefeated. They are that team to be in the whack as they head into the tournament. I don't see them slowing down 13 and 0 right now. I don't see them losing a game before the tournament. What about you? It'll be interesting to see. There actually is a scenario out there where um, by by Saturday evening, Stephen F. Austin could be the number one seed and at worst the co-regular season champion in the WAC. So they, they are certainly, you know, on a tear right now. And they're looking for their NCAA tournament win that they almost got last year when they were members of the Southland Conference. Uh, can anybody get them before before the regular season is over? You know what? It's Certainly, if we had like ESPN metrics and Saber metrics to figure it out, the chances of them being upset aren't high, but anything's certainly possible. You know, you go on a road game, anybody can beat anybody in any given day. But it's if, if you get Stephen F. Austin in their gym, they're nearly impossible to beat. They haven't lost a home conference game since before the pandemic. So if, if Stephen F. Austin is going to lose before the uh, whack Vegas, it's, it's going to have to happen probably on the road because they have a 36 game home conference. I'm sorry, 36 game winning streak at home. So if they do get upset, it's probably going to be uh, certainly on the road. Um, but you know, when it comes down to it, it really, all, all that matters is what's going to happen in whack Vegas in a few weeks. And well, it's, it's certainly possible. GCU has the talent to beat them. CBU has the talent to beat them. Abilene Christian, if they get hot behind the three-point line. And not to mention, Sam Houston is on a major winning streak right now ever since they got their head coach back. So watch out come Whack Vegas time. It could get a little nutty there inside the Orleans Arena. A little nutty there inside the Orleans Arena. And you mentioned Sam Houston. That's interesting because uh, Stephen F. Austin will have to go on the road at yes. Sam Houston Thursday, the 24th. So that's a road game. And Sam Houston currently on a seven game win streak. That could be a highlight game to watch. And then you also had mentioned California Baptist. That will be in our California Baptist will be in our featured game of the week against Grand Canyon, where the Lancers suffered a nine point loss last time out looking for redemption. That's the two and the three seed in the whack right now. California Baptist 
has a little bit of momentum, but we've seen them struggle at times. I feel like they've been kind of inconsistent. Sometimes they really have to rely on Caitlin Harper scoring all the points. Then of course you have Ani Oleta, but she does a lot of the assists. Sometimes she doesn't put up the same numbers, but overall, I mean, that's a team that could get hot just before the tournament. They certainly could. Brittany Thompson, you know, not to forget her Thomas, Thomas excuse me. I apologize on that one. <laughs> Uh, the, the caffeine hasn't kicked in from the awful <laughs> Starbucks coffee that I just, <laughs> that I just and they have a, they have a freshman uh, Trinity San Antonio who is you know starting to really play like more of like a seasoned pro down the stretch here and if if the Lancers can rely on her you basically you know so to speak know what you're going to get from Harper and Oleta night in and night out and honestly those are easily the two of the best players in the conference and when CBU has somebody like Brittany or Trinity step up. That they, they can pose a serious problem for some teams out there. And the, the GCU CBU game on, on come on Thursday night is going to be a good one. And they, whoever wins that game will certainly have the inside track to the number two seed. And, you know, who knows what happens, maybe miracle number one seed come whack Vegas time. And that will be actually tonight at is a 6 PM mountain time. They'll be taking on grand Canyon. Who's a team that, Okay, they have some they have some big wins, but then we see they suffered a loss to Utah Valley, 58-50. Now, Utah Valley is certainly a strong team in this league right now, but they've suffered a little bit of inconsistency. They'll go on, you know, a two-game win streak, then they'll yeah. lose, of course, to Stephen F. Austin, which everyone so far has. Um, but then they, they fall to UTRGV, 62-50. to And so they're a team that it's – what are you going to get from them? Um, I think it's there. They, they, they are an interesting team. Like they, they, they can win one of those games. That's going to be in the eighties, but they could just gut out an ugly win. That's going to be in your high forties, low fifties. So they, when, when they put it together, GCU is a team that is definitely a very dangerous squad that certainly could get a whack could get the whack automatic mid, uh, inconsistent. You know, I don't, I don't think coach Miller would probably disagree with that. And she's probably searching for more consistency coming down the stretch. But make no mistake, the Lopes have the talent that it takes to make a deep run come Whack Vegas time. And, you know, if, if they get the number two seed or even the number three seed for that matter, which one of those two look most likely, don't be surprised if you see them challenging for a, a trophy come the second weekend of March. Certainly. Amara Graham, we've already seen what she's done. Tiana Brown recently set the GCU division one era record for most three pointers in a game. So they definitely have the talents. Um, but as we look at the standings right now, it's Stephen F. Austin, 13, Oh, California Baptist grand Canyon, nine and three. And then we have three teams at seven and six Abilene and Chris Abilene Christian, Sam Houston, Utah Valley. And then right there knocking on the door is Lamar at six and seven. Now they were on a bit of a hot streak. Now they're on a three game losing streak, but a lot can happen in this final week to shuffle up, you know, who doesn't have to play in that Tuesday. Well, and that's exactly right. And that's what those, that grouping of team is looking to get the highest seating possible, because if, if you can get, you know, deeper in the tournament without having to play games, that's obviously a very key component to pulling upsets later in the tournament. Uh, of of those teams, I, I I still think Sam Houston's a real interesting one to watch. Like it's it, it's all about when you peak, right? And they're starting to find their game. Like I said, they just got their head coach back, and they're they're playing their best basketball. This, that's a team that started zero and six, and now they've 
you know, rung off seven in a row. I don't know. If, I mean, if you're Sam Houston, excuse me, Stephen F. Austin or Grand Canyon or CBU, you don't want to run into a Sam Houston team that, say, only has maybe one or two losses in their last 10 or 11 games come, you know, one and done time in the tournament. So watch out for them. Abilene Christian is a very interesting team, like, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, if you will. But they shoot a lot of three-pointers. And if they're draining three-pointers at the right time, they're also a team that can make a deep run as well. So don't be surprised if, if, if you see some team in purple, you know, Stephen <laughs> Boston, Grand Canyon, Abilene Christian. Uh, that's the joke I kind of have in my own head, like hosting the trophy when it counts. Abilene Christian is definitely a team that could pull some upsets and ultimately could find themselves in the field of 68 come, uh, come March. Three weeks, a lot can happen, a lot to look out for. Again, that CBU-GCU game of the week is tonight. Final chance to win tickets to WAC Vegas. Be a part of this madness that we're talking about. A lot's going to go down in this tournament. A lot of upsets. I'm super excited for it. Our final contest is trick shots. Hello, basketball. Steven, we saw your trick shot that you made from your office uh, on our one take, TikTok. One, one take, one shot. One take, one shot, Kendra. One take, one shot. Well, we heard uh, you did one take, one shot, and then your uh, your coworker over here, Eric E. Danner Diz, was unable to be featured in the TikTok due to a. Uh... Well, you guys forgot to film it. I, I <laughs> one, and I'm I'm a one take, one shot wonder as well. That is uh, true. I'm not a second take guy, if you will. <laughs> you know, I actually hit mine on the first one and, and they weren't recording. So then it took me like three after that, but you know, I'm, I'm a one hit too. <laughs> so send your submissions to wax sports at Twitter or Kendra as well. Please make your, if you can't make it on your first shot, we won't know. So it's okay. And it is important to point out, uh, as you mentioned, Kendra, this is the last chance because uh, with WAC Vegas coming up, uh, we're we're ending the contest now just uh, because we want people to be able to get the tickets. Um, and in prior years, we, we kind of ran some stuff too late and weren't. So just didn't want to, uh, wanted to avoid the uh, Christmas rush, if you will. That's right. Got to have time to get those tickets, make your plans, make those hotel flight arrangements, whatever you got to do to get yourself to WAC Vegas so you can submit those super cool trick shots to our Twitter at Wax Sports. There's a spot there. And if, yeah, if you're on TikTok and you want to submit it there, you can do so as well. But you will find that on our Twitter. And now head coach Jared Olson for the CBU Lancers will join us as he breaks down a very important matchup this week. We would like to thank our partners, Hercules Tires, Ticket Smarter, and Adidas. Now, Back to the WAC Podcast. Welcome back to the Road to WAC Vegas. I'm Kendra Sheehan, California Baptist women's basketball head coach Jared Olson joins us. Lancers are 18 and 5 overall, 9 and 3 in the WAC. And coach, on Thursday, you've got a pretty important matchup two seed playing the three seed. Last time out, it was a nine point loss to Grand Canyon. What adjustments are you looking to make to come out with the win this week? Obviously, we want to play a little bit better. Um, I think Grand Canyon played really well against us last time. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to try to do a couple things differently just to give ourselves a better chance. But, you know, we know they're a really good team. They're tough at home. They've played a ton of home games this year. 
Um, so we'll work really hard this week to kind of give ourselves the best chance to win. We'll show up on Thursday and, and give it a pretty good run. Looking at the WAC tournament this year and the seeding, how important is it to have that top two seeding so that you ultimately only have the potential to play two games? Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I, I don't know if I just was sleeping on that or what, but I just kind of like realized that a couple of weeks ago. And um, I think obviously getting second is better than third, just from the standpoint you play one less game, but there's, I think there's arguments to be made on both sides. You know, I think if you're, you know, get a little momentum going in that conference tournament, it might work out better than having the buys anyway. Um, but I, we definitely want to play for that. I think that'd be our goal right now is to finish second and, and have the buys. So we can go straight to the semis, give ourselves, you know, the best chance to win. Um, but I think the, the thing we're really kind of focused on right now is just playing better basketball. Uh, we've been pretty inconsistent most of the year. And um, this past weekend, we put together two good games in a row, which is pretty encouraging. So um, we're kind of looking just to kind of build on that. And hopefully no matter what seed we are going into that tournament, we're playing our best basketball. With just a month out from WAC Vegas, how do you play consistent basketball? How do you get the team to play all four quarters like you need them to play? I mean, I think February is a pretty tough month. I mean, I see that all across the country at, you know, men's basketball, women's basketball, um, all over. Like, it's just that the month of inconsistency for the most part. I mean, everybody can kind of, you know, see the, the light at the end there with the conference tournament, but at the same time, you're starting to kind of feel a little bit of that grind of, of the season. Um, and I think it's just going to be a real test of our resiliency and just our mental toughness to kind of like be able to kind of push through and, and be strong enough to, you know, show up every day to, to put the, the right effort in and have the, the right attitude. You know, just having a great attitude every day just makes a big difference. And I think if we can stay positive and, and do the work, we'll be in good shape. On the positives, California Baptist sweeps our Ticket Smarter Player of the Week awards, Ani Oleda and Trinity San Antonio. Ani, I know we talked about her a lot at the beginning, but how much improvement and continued growth have you seen from her this season? I mean, Ani, I mean, she's a, you know, a really, really tough woman, um, special person. Um, my daughter was telling me yesterday how that Ani is her basketball role model. Uh, my daughter is um, nine years old. So, I mean, she's, Ani is a great person to look up to. I was, I mean, when, when Felicity said that, it made me feel really proud that we're, she's at least looking to the right people for some guidance. Um, Ani is, you know, she, she drives the bus for us and, you know, she's had some ups and, ups and downs this year, but she kind of fights through. Uh, I think that's my favorite thing about her is she just doesn't quit. Um, and she, she is really stubborn and very feisty and, and she's going to just, go out there and just do everything she can to make sure she gets the job done. And um, definitely really glad she's on our team and yeah, looking forward to having her just finish the year really well. Yeah, definitely glad she's back for another year. Another player, Trini San Antonio, a freshman who's been a spark off the bench for your, your guys numerous times. How much have you seen her kind of come into her own this season? Yeah. Trinity has grown a lot throughout the year. I mean, she's a super explosive and exciting player and, you know, as with most freshmen, there's a learning curve and, you know, she makes, you know, she's made some, some mistakes and, but that's pretty normal. Uh, and I think again, kind of like how I was describing on just Trinity has a great resiliency and she doesn't get too down on herself, you know, when, when, when she does make a mistake or, you know, it, I think she also really accepts coaching really well, you know, because as a freshman, she recognizes that she does have a lot of room to grow. 
Um, and she is receptive to a lot of criticism and, and just suggestion that a lot of players are, are not willing to take. And I think that that has really made her growth, you know, go a little bit faster. And I think it's also going to like be a great, a great thing for her going forward because she, it'll just give her more potential to grow. You know, when everybody needs, everybody needs help. It's so hard to be successful on your own. And when you're willing to accept coaching and to, you know, kind of like listen to criticism and, and be willing to kind of make adjustments with that and do the work to change those things, to improve yourself. I think that just says a lot about her and her character and, and what her future could be. When mentioning specific players, I can't not mention Caitlin Harper leads your team over 18 points a contest. How has, she was obviously a big part of last year's team as well, but how has she continued to improve this season and add impact this year? Yeah, Caitlin is pretty awesome. I mean, she is the best teammate we have. Um, she's super easy to coach, uh, you know, and I, I, she's she can just do so many different things for us. And we ask her to do a lot of different things. Um, you know, the other day, I mean, she didn't play as much in the second half because um, Brittany Thomas was having a really good half. And, and you don't hear one one thing out of Caitlin about complaining. She's the first one off the bench cheering for Brittany and. Uh, I just think that she is is just a, a great person and a great teammate. And she's really kind of what we want all of our, you know, why we get into coaching because she just makes your job so much easier because she's willing to do the work um, and she makes it easy for you. And I'm just so thankful that she's on our team. Was there a particular game or moment that stood out to you this season that could be a turning point or something that you'll remember down the line as you go to WAC Vegas and you think, okay, remember this time guys, like we can pick it up and we can, you know, change the momentum of this game. Yeah. I, I mean, I honestly am not sure we've quite hit that point yet. It might've been at UTRGV or Lamar last weekend. Um, I think, I think we'll know after this week, if those were the turning points or not, we've had a few that kind of like, we were kind of hopeful it was a turning point for us, but it, it just didn't really hit. Um, but I definitely know we have it in us. And so at some point here, we're going to hit that point and, and then we're going to get things moving. It had been a while since you had suffered a regular season conference loss. How have you utilized those losses and learned from them so that you can build off of them? What have you gained from, you know, those losses? Well, you can definitely learn a lot more from losing than you can winning, right? It definitely makes you reflect on it in different ways. Um, and I think that we've, you know, we needed some adversity on the season. You know, we didn't go into it expecting to win every single game again. I think that was, you know, a little unusual. Um, but at the same time, you know, we're disappointed when we lose and, you know, we're trying to improve, you know, each loss kind of like magnifies and at least shines some light on some things you need to do a little bit better. Uh, and I think we've done a pretty good job of kind of addressing some of those things. But, you know, we, we definitely haven't quite hit the same rhythm, you know, and the same flow um, as we had last year. But, like I said, I think this past weekend was a pretty good turning point on that. And, um, you know, like I said, hopefully this week we'll, we'll, that'll be proven true. Um, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. When I spoke to you at preview days, you had talked about a focus of this team being the mindset, not getting too high, not getting too low. How has the mentality of this team been throughout this season? Well, we could definitely use a little work on that at times, uh, myself included. Um, you know, and I, I think that we're still working through some of that. Um, but I do think that there have been, I mean, especially early in the year, we played a lot of close games. And I think that was really helpful to us to just to kind of like be a little bit more even. Um, I definitely think 
that there's been times in the, once we got into the whack that, you know, we were probably a little too high or a little too low at moments. Um, but I mean, we, I think, I think we're just getting ready to play our best basketball. And I think that the, the more steady we can be, the more consistent we can be, the better chance we'll have of getting to that point where we're, we're playing our best at the right time. Yeah. Perfect time to start playing your best basketball. Where do you think this team needs to make the most improvement this month so that you go into that March tournament ready to go? I think it's just more of a, and we, we've definitely shown flashes of being able to do, you know, different little phases of the game. There's been games where our offense has really clicked. There's been some games defensively where we've been really good. Um, but I think it's just more a matter of just kind of putting it all together, um, kind of finding some of that joy in the game, you know, where that chemistry, that camaraderie, uh, I think, I think we're headed in the right direction. And, and like I said, I think the more that ball moves, um, the more we, we, you know, just give a great effort defensively, all those little things kind of add up. I don't think it's one specific area. I think it's just more of just kind of doing the work uh, and getting ready for the next game. And you'll have three home games, a trip to Chicago, and then back home before WAC Vegas. How big is it for you to play in your home, in your home <laughs> gym and get some big wins and build that momentum before yeah. WAC Vegas? I mean, we, if we have played way more road games than I think any other team in the league. I think it's, I think that's a very wide margin. Um, I think we have maybe like the second or third fewest home wins on the season in the WAC, even though we have like 18 wins on the year. Um, so anytime we get a chance to play at home, I think we're definitely just very appreciative, very thankful. Um, just thankful that we're not driving to the airport on a bus. Thankful we can eat the food we want to eat instead of having to order out. Thankful we can sleep in our own beds. So, um, and we have a great group of a great support, you know, from from fans and stuff here, which you know, I know they enjoy watching us play and, you know, hopefully we'll be able to finish the season really strong for them and, um, and give them some good games to watch. Lastly, is there anyone that you can think of on the team that has jumped out to you that has made the biggest stride or has showed up in a moment that your team needed the most? I mean, you mentioned it earlier, Trinity, um, you know, she's been a, just a, I'm just awesome to coach you know, somebody, you know, having a freshman that's new, just a different dynamic to a team that had a lot of returners. Um, that's been pretty fun. Um, you know, and, and she, like I said, she just, she just really does the work. She's exciting to watch super athletic, um, and just, just a great human being to be around too. So, um, yeah, it's been really nice having her. And uh, like I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing where she can take this thing. All right, Coach, we'll wish you the best of luck this Thursday as you take on Grand Canyon and then the rest of the season. We'll look forward to seeing you in WAC Vegas, and we got more coming up after the break. Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for more than 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. And like Jared Olson had mentioned, CBU has a lot of talent on their roster. Trinity San Antonio, the freshman that Stephen had talked about and, and we've talked about as well as, you know, obviously head coach Jared Olson has just been a tremendous player that's really come into her own this season, she comes off the bench. She provides a spark. I wouldn't even say a spark. She's in double, double digits. I mean, she really, she really can give the Lancers a huge momentum boost. 
So lots of exciting matchups coming up and softball and baseball get underway. Softball started last week. Baseball gets underway this Friday opening day for baseball season. Very exciting to have these sports. Our minds at the WAC office are just going crazy. We are super focused on our basketball tournament, obviously, but we have indoor track and field championships this weekend. Then we have swimming and diving championships where I'll be in Houston next week. Then it's WAC Vegas. But softball and baseball, we don't want to put them too much on the back burner because that's going to be exciting. We'll talk about what's going on, what teams to watch, teams to beat, teams to look out for in our upcoming podcasts. So for this episode, our little road trip version of the podcast, thanks for joining us. And you can watch this on Apple, Spotify, or SoundCloud. We'll see you right here next week. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACSports.com.